0: Hey. Hello. How's it going? Good. Finally got finally got my stuff together cuz I was exhausted. Oh, still mm. am, but anyways. I'm Chelsea. I'm Deidra and we're giving you a, a million, million murders. today for our third recording <laughs> but you're not getting it in one week sorry yeah no. we explained it earlier but anyway yes so i'm gonna be doing a case and it's called a christmas tragedy oh so
1: i'm wanting i'm ready to see if i know this case or not you probably do i'm i'm excited. just gonna
0: jump into it now there's again these names cannot pronounce okay so i'm, I'm just gonna, i'm just gonna go with it gonna keep it pushing yes so i'm gonna be taking you guys back to christmas of 1990 oh right
1: I, oh i'm not even born yet no three days not. before my birthday
0: so we're gonna be talking about k and Rolf tide i think that's how you pronounce it it's t-i-e-d-e so, they were a married couple who owned a beautiful cabin really far out in the middle of nowhere in Oakley, Utah, hmm. and they often referred to this as the Tita Tranquility. Okay. This was their family spot to get away from it all, to relax, to connect with nature, which sounds amazing. I wish I had that. Mm. Well, I don't know about the nature, <laughs> but
1: that sounds... Yeah, seclusion.
0: This is where they had family occasions. You know, they're building their memories. And this was just a very happy place for them to be. Yeah. Well, they had two daughters. Lenae, I thought that was a cool name. I like that name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: 20. And Trisha, 16. This cabin was far away from the road. Like, over two miles from the regular road. Like, you know, okay.
1: you got. So, it was like, wait.
0: Like, you had to, to drive to a certain point. And then you had to use snowmobiles To get to the cabin
1: Oh shoot This yeah. ain't no joke no. It's like up the mountain That's how
0: out and secluded that it was You know so they parked their cars It's like a It's like a family It's like a resort Kind of like I guess you could say So they have like Where people park the, all their vehicles So it's not just their cabin It's like there's Cabins around But they're not like Close proximities Like you can see What's going on
1: Okay So but it's not just Their cabin Two miles out It's like
0: There's some A cabin community
1: Yeah That still gives close. you Seclusion exactly. yes. Okay This is inter- Like I don't know this oh. And I'm like Ooh
0: I hope not Cause I feel like
1: This is interesting <laughs> As all get out Like I'm real excited about right Well now.
0: They park their cars Mm-hmm. And then they would Snowmobile to the cabin, right? Which is cool. I've always wanted to. Yeah, like a oh, like the snowmobile.
1: Look like the jet skis for yep, snow. For
0: snow. Oh. So it was winter of 1990, and they had actually decided to spend all of Christmas at the cabin. So you know, days leading up to Christmas, days after Christmas, just like not just like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, like probably like a week or two, I would assume. Okay. And so. They all already gone up there, set it all up, their Christmas tree, and they had the presents up under the tree, like they were ready.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was three days before Christmas, and they realized that they had some more Christmas shopping to do. And it was de- this was December 22nd, mm-hmm. so they went into town, and they did some Christmas shopping. They came back, parked their car, got into their snowmobiles, you know, to go to the cabin, and they actually took two separate cars, because there was two different groups of them. So, the first group being Lene, her grandma, and her mom. So, this is her mom's mom. Okay. So, it's Lene, mom, and grandma. They got there first. So, they got to the cabin first, too, obviously. They got from the store to the parking lot, to the small mobiles first, and then, obviously, they got to the cabin first. Okay. So, there was stuff that needed to be brought into the cabin, but Lene's hands were absolutely freezing.
1: And Lene is the 20-year-old yes, child. Yes, she's the oldest. Right. Okay.
0: So, she asked if she could just run inside, you know, warm up her hands, and then come back and help bring stuff in. And her mom said yes. So, Lene went into the cabin, having no idea what she was about to walk into.
1: Bruh. Oh, my God. What? This is a cra- This I'm telling you, this is
0: crazy, and it's so breaks my heart. It's so... Oh, it's awful. Oh, okay. no! So, when she got up the stairs, she said that she saw, like, a gray figure out of the corner of her eyes go behind the fridge. And she actually thought it was one of her cousins that was there early for the Christmas celebration. And they had... Uh, and that he or she, you know, because she had, you know, was gonna jump out and surprise her. However, she was clearly wrong. A man in a gray sweatshirt and frizzy hair jumped out and pointed a gun directly at her. And when her mom came in, a man with thick Coke bottle glasses was, you know what I'm talking about? Those big y- old, yes, ears, was pointing a gun directly at her. Lanay said, this is what Lanae said. My mom was saying to him, what is it you want? Why are you here? I'll give you anything. But only seconds after that, the man shot Kay, and she fell to the ground. Right right after that, he pointed his gun right at Lene's grandmother and <gasps> shot her in the head. No! Oh, Lord. So, obviously, this is very traumatic for Lene, and Lene said... I saw my mom, mom go down, I turned at that point, and looked over my shoulder to my grams, and saw her get shot in the head. So, like, she's mm. seen her mom get shot, so she turned away, cause it was just like, and then, bam, that her grandma was mm, like, mm. Mm, mm, mm That's awful. Mm-hmm. Well, she talked about how devastating this was to see all of this in front of her, obviously. Yeah. It is devastating. You know, happen, see that happen to your mom and your grandmother, Back to back like that. She instantly was shooken with fear because she realized that her dad and her sister were on snowmobiles on their way back to the cabin and they would be arriving any minute. Mm-hmm. But the man in the gray sweatshirt grabbed Lene and put the gun to her back so she had no choice but to just stay there and wait. Yeah.
1: No, oh God. Oh, God.
0: Well, as Lene's sister, Trish, and her dad pulled up to the garage, a man popped out in a ski mask holding a gun.
1: Is this a third man?
0: No, it's one of the two. Okay. Lene said, my dad could see tears in my eyes, and it was an unspoken communication, and he knew at that point that something awful had happened to Mom.
1: Mm.
0: He asked if they had any money, the guy, the yeah. ski mask, asked if they had any money, and instantly, Roth dropped everything and grabbed everything that was in his pocket and started to pour it out on the ground. And was just like, dude, like, take anything you want. Like, this is, this is all we have. Yeah. You know, in that kind of situation, you want to do what they say, but sometimes it doesn't go Yeah, the sometimes way it that doesn't you, matter. It don't matter. But, you yeah. know, and unfortunately, in this case... No, 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 they no. They were so evil that they didn't care, and they decided that they were just going to shoot him anyways. And so they did.
1: So this is the dad?
0: Yes, they shot the dad. Oh, God. In fact, the man with the Coke bottle glasses was told to shoot Lene's dad right there. And he actually held the hammer back but refused to fire the rifle. And so the other guy who was tying up Lene at the time, the other one, stopped what he was doing and held the gun up to their dad. Okay. So I'm going to play a recording. Okay. Um, it's the daughter. pulled his gun out pointed it at my dad pulled the trigger once click no fire twice click no fire third one went off that blast was so close I could feel it hey, I had no doubt in my mind that he was dead Ooh. so they went to pull the trigger it did. It clicked didn't fire then yeah. they went to do it again a second time click nothing it just that insane? jammed, yeah. Ugh. And then well, the third
1: time it went off and it shot. Yes, that
0: shot went off. Ugh. You know I could not imagine the evil that you have to kill someone in front of their children, like, like it's kill an, their an entire family in yeah. front of this child.
1: Why? Why would you but, do that?
0: Well, what was weird about this whole thing is these guys had been in their cabin, making themselves at home like the whole time they were gone. They were eating things food was everywhere all of their christmas presents were open like they just had like these christmas Mm. Mm. so it showed them that they weren't afraid of getting caught because i mean just stuff everywhere like just how are you gonna open somebody's christmas presents they sure did well they weren't gonna need them because they knew they weren't gonna need them
1: oh that's Mm -hmm. so low down that's so low down well
0: they were waiting on them to come home and they wanted them to come home Obviously.
1: Yeah. They're, they're literally just waiting to kill everybody. Why?
0: I guess to destroy evidence since they were, they had left evidence, obviously. I don't know. Like, I mean, just, they left just, it everywhere. So, I mean, they, mm. they were just making themselves everywhere. They this is be.
1: ridiculous. I'm real mad about this.
0: Well, their plan was to burn the whole cabin down. So.
1: Oh, so they're just going to do what like, they wanted. Oh,
0: well, whatever. Okay. So mm-hmm. the Tides had, the Tides, their last name. Right. Had these gas cans at the cabin, and they always have them there. You know, that's what they use for their snowmobiles to fill them up and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, these two men grabbed the gas cans, started pouring gas all over the cabin. They ordered these girls to start packing up all the stuff that they took of their families. Oh, pack up all your Christmas Ta- presents
1: crap, and stuff yeah, that you want.
0: That, that's yours, but we're taking. Okay. Onto the snowmobiles, and then take them out of there, basically just pack the stuff your stuff that I want mm-hmm. put it on the snowmobile and take us out of here yeah like drive us they yeah, drive. Throw, they had to drive them
1: this is mm-hmm.
0: so these poor girls just seen their mom and their grandma their dad get shot and then they're told to take their killers on snowmobiles out of away from the only place that they know is secure which is now no longer secure anymore Ugh. they have no one no one knows that this is going on. And so they were actually headed up towards the main entrance of this community. It's... Mm-hmm. And that's when they saw their Uncle Randy Zorn. Well, he thought that the two men were their boyfriends, so he actually tried to walk up to them, and they acted super weird. The girls did. And the girls completely ignored him, didn't even make eye contact, acknowledge him, didn't act like they knew him, Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were doing that because they were smart, basically. Yeah, they were like, oh,
1: Lord, there's Uncle Randy. Like, don't look, because yeah. he'll kill him, too. And
0: these girls were very smart and resourceful, especially under the pressure that they were in. I was like, because I would not be like, Uncle, Uncle Randy! Randy! <laughs> like, hell, Randy! Randy! Uncle that was Randy! Big. That was huge. Was it? Yes. Oh, God. But it was me, I think. Mainly. <laughs> no I'm talent. sure. <laughs> so they ignored Randy, acted like they didn't know him. Because if they acted like they knew him, mm-hmm. or he was their family, for that matter, they would shoot him. Yeah. So Randy thought this was strange, but but just thought you know whatever. Their Figured girls was just teenager, with their boyfriend. No. Yeah. They just killed your brother or your sister, whichever I, one. I want Randy. Just wait. Mm-hmm. So they kept going, going on the snowmobiles. Mm-hmm. They got to the car. They loaded their guns into the car, and one of them looked over to the girls. Showed them he had a knife. He was just like... Mm -hmm. And said, don't worry, I'm just as good with a knife as I am a gun. Basically threatening them, you know, don't make any moves. Like, don't even try to do anything funny. So, we all know that the time after someone's abducted is crucial, obviously. Right. So, their Uncle Randy actually saw them again in their car. And he was actually waving them down, trying to get them to stop.
1: Hmm. (laughs) So the girls completely
0: ignored him again. They were just, like, probably thinking, Uncle Randy, please just don't, you know. Like,
1: get out of here.
0: Well, good thing, because if they had acknowledged him, you know, who knows knows if he would still be alive. No, he
1: wouldn't. He would have been dead. He would have been. Randy would have been dead.
0: So that's when Randy figured something's definitely wrong. All right. And, you know, that's unusual for him. Well, less than a minute later, <laughs> you didn't even. Smell like Randy. So Randy saw someone coming, uh, coming up on a sn- on a snowmobile, and this person wasn't wearing a coat, no helmet, no gloves, and the guy was bleeding.
1: Ooh. This man's
0: face was swollen, and his eyes were like completely closed. They were so swollen. Oh. So Randy said, "I go, wow, who is this?" And I go, oh my goodness! It's my brother, oh, Roth. His face is just huge and full of blood and just big. His eyes swelled shut, blood sickles because it was cold.
1: Oh, ooh. he was
0: in really bad shape. That was what his brother said. Oh my Randy, God, Uncle Randy. Said it. Uncle Uncle Randy. I know Uncle Randy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. He's a cousin. <laughs> well, I mean, Uncle. Ra- well, Uncle Randall, Justin. my brother's here. (laughs) So he's frantically talking about how someone had shot him. His wife and mother-in-law have been killed and his kids have been kidnapped. So obviously Randy started to panic. Yeah. I mean, he's dealing with his brother who's shot in the face, but's alive, which is good. You know, when I first read up on the story, I didn't, I didn't see this coming at all. Like I I didn't think, Oh, Hey, here come dad rock. Like, (laughs) <laughs> no shot face, but he's he's still here. No, I was not. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to live through that. No. So, obvi- and y'all didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brady has him, and he clearly needs medical attention immediately. Right. He's got his nieces who are kidnapped, so he's chasing after them. Randy. So, try and picture what this dude's, like, <coughs> dealing with.
1: Bless his heart. He's like, "Who? what do I do? Like, mm-hmm. let me get my brother staying alive. Then we got to go get Stay the alive. kids.
0: <laughs> staying <laughs> alive. <laughs> Ah, 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 So his brother's laying in the back seat Screaming about how his kids are kidnapped And he's literally chasing the kidnappers With his niece in the car With his nieces in the car Like he's chasing that car Oh, okay He started heading down the canyon In his car as fast as he could And you know, this was in the 90s So cell phone service was crappy already And plus, it was even worse Because they were in the mountains
1: Yeah, and they've got like the phones yeah. are not. Well, it mm-mm. took multiple
0: tries, and he's lucky he got through it all. But he finally did get through to 911, and he explained to the police what had happened where the girls were, what car they were in, and where they were headed. And he needed a helicopter for his brother immediately. But right at that moment, his cell phone died. So, he ended up pulling into a gas station and calling 911 on a payphone. Meanwhile, in the car, the girls were freaked out but trying to stay calm. But that's when they noticed a police car pass them. Stop. This is the girls. They Mm -hmm. passed them, stop, turn around, and follow them. So, obviously, that was a huge sense of relief for them.
1: Yeah, they're like, thank God Mm somebody is trying to get us.
0: Well, the two men that were kidnapping them started panicking, as they should. Yeah. They ended up turning right towards the canyon and drove about another mile before the car fell off an embankment. Trisha said, I remember looking up because the car was at an angle and noticing the entire road above us we came down was full of maybe a couple cops, mostly people in common clothes, drawing down with pistols, shotguns, and rifles at us. When I said there was a cop or there was cops, pointing guns at me and my little sister said, no, no, that's my sister. And I don't even think they'd received information that there was even hostages in the car. Tricia said, I reached back for my sister's hand and grabbed her and said, duck, when I said, or <clears throat> when <I> said, <laughs> and we both ducked and we were praying and just squeezing each other's hands. So the arrest process the arrest process wasn't too difficult. You know, the suspects were arrested at the scene at the car shortly after. The helicopter showed up and took Rolf to the hospital who was clearly in critical condition. Right. And just to kinda this case like has been talked about like recently too. Oh. So a lot of people would say that the, that it's crazy, you know, Roth survived, you know, because later on, they found out that he had also been doused with gas and partially set on fire. What? He ran into his cabin, tried to take his snow vest off because he had a snow—he I mean, was on the snowmobile. They were bundled up. Yeah. Got in the shower. And put out the fire himself. But I know. So they did set the cabin on fire mm-hmm okay but i know about god god makes miracles every day like he was with him for sure definitely yeah his hand right. was in that for sure so <clears throat> obviously deputies need to go back to the cabin and survey the scene and see what had happened mm-hmm. and listen i have a clip but listen to how the police described the scene Oh God. Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. I picked up a faint smell, it was kind of like burnt hair and maybe burnt fabric. As I entered the garage, there was a 12 to 18 inch puddle of blood that was fresh. As I started up the stairwell, I could see holes in the walls, bullet holes coming from one wall across the stairwell into the other wall i actually walked into the smoke camera and some tape sitting on the coffee table. Well, some of the most interesting pieces of evidence they had found in the cabin was a video camera that actually had a tape in it. And it was recorded by the killers. They were opening the family's Christmas presents. Literally. Set it, one of them was recording the other one opening. And they're just like, you know, smiling and stuff. And they're like, what's that? And they're like, oh, it's a da-da-da. And I'm like, Wow. The Seeing that clip is chilling. I was like, oh, yeah, it was insane. I was like, mm-mm. So, Lenae said, I remember thinking of the pure malice and hate that these men must have. What heartless jerks. Ugh. So, who are these men? They were in their early to mid-twenties. And the first one being Vaughn Taylor, who had previously been convicted of aggravated burglary. And then there was Edward Deli, who had been previously convicted of arson, which, as we know, was setting things on fire.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So they both had recently been released from prison and sent to a halfway house. Oh, Lord. And they were able to leave this halfway house and go look for jobs. Uh Uh-huh. So the two of them were literally hitchhiking all around the area and one of them knew someone who owned a cabin in that same area. hmm So they randomly targeted the Tides family cabin. Like it wasn't planned to like they just go there. Yeah. They knew someone that had a cabin there. One of them knew someone. They had actually robbed several other cabins before this happened. But they waited at theirs because they knew the family was there and would be coming home. So it's like they were just ready to just do some damage. What is that about? Like, why? I don't know. Why don't you just clean
1: up and then ruin everybody's Christmas and then go on about your life and not ruin their whole
0: lives? Mm -hmm. For what? To open presents and then be in jail? Like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, like, just... That's a dream. Yeah, like take
1: take your little tape, open the presents, steal what you want, take the tapes, you can always watch it, how fun that was yeah, for you. And on move all the on. times. Yeah. Why don't kill anybody? Why are you killing them? Oh. I
0: know it's aggravating. They on my nerves. Well, what they really needed was a car to get out of there so that so that was their main objective about robbing them specifically. They just needed a car to get out. Like, there wasn't no snowmobiles or anything. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I keep clicking because stuff keeps popping up. And I feel like this happened last time. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> so, I lost my spot. So, I'm just going to, like, scheme for just a second. Yeah. So... Yeah. So, they What never... they really needed was a car to get out of there. So, that was their main objective about robbing them specifically. So this seems like... What was you saying?
1: Oh, I was I was just going to kill Tom. Oh. And ask if they didn't... So they met each other at the halfway house.
0: I don't know. I'm
1: assuming. Okay. So, like, probably weren't <clears throat> on the same cell. Well, they, could have, they been. could have been. Who knows?
0: Who knows? So this seems like a straightforward case. They know they did it. They arrest them. Mm-hmm. But it was actually really complicated. Because they had to figure out their roles in it. Oh, okay. Each of their roles. hmm Who shot who? How did everything go down? And by the end, there was a total of at least eight felonies against these men. It, uh, some of them included murder, aggravated kidnapping, arson, like the high-speed chase... And so, the family was going for the death penalty. You know, it was so evil, unnecessary, selfish for these men to do what they did. Yeah. And five months after the crime, Vaughn Taylor pleaded guilty to two counts of capital murder. And the state actually dropped all other charges on him in exchange for the plea. So, Taylor actually decided to go in front of a jury instead of just the judge. Okay. hmm After going to trial, during the full trial, the jury actually found him guilty of both counts of murder and sentenced him to the death penalty, not only once, but twice. Ooh. Double death. <clears throat> double. Well, the two, week, or two weeks after Taylor's, it was Deli's trial. What's crazy is that Rolf, Tide came to court and Delhi seemed to have no idea that he had survived. Ah! He had to face the man that he had shot in his face. Mm-hmm. After Delhi's trial, he was actually charged with the murder and was sentenced to life in prison. Because he was sentenced for second degree murder, the death penalty had to be taken completely off the table. And he would have gotten first-degree murder, but one of the jury members was set on being second. I don't know why. Yeah, like, okay. So, he didn't end up getting the death penalty. So, in 2001, Deli wrote a letter to Lenae. And eventually, Lenae responded to him. You know, it took her a really, really, really long time. Years, I believe. <clears throat> but when she finally did she was able to forgive him and I have a recording of her speaking so I'm going to play that now. He has um, shared with me that he has grown into a man not the same uh, evil boy that committed the the crime. I believe that I gained my freedom back for myself by choosing to forgive Deli. So that was her responding about the letter and that like what he had said in it so later on in 2014 taylor actually tried to appeal his sentence and he's the one that's getting the death penalty delhi's not delhi's just got life in prison right so it on january 24th of 2014 the utah supreme court rejected his appeal good And he basically argued that he didn't get a fair trial because seventy-five percent of the jury was Mormon. Well, you're in Utah, (laughs) sir. So, and the Utah Supreme Court has rejected this. So, but it's not over there. It's not like Mormons are just
1: like having Christians would have been better. Like it's not
0: over. So, (laughs) there was an article that was posted July. 30th of 2021, literally like a week or so ago, about a week ago. About a week ago. So on July 30th, 2021, in this article, I'm just reading from it. I'm not, you know. Mm-hmm. So a federal appeals court has dealt a setback to a Utah death row inmate who saw his conviction overturned in connection with a string of violence at a remote cabin. Even if Von Lester Taylor did not fire the fatal shots in a 1990 triple shooting and kidnapping case. He cannot be considered innocent because Utah law makes a com- makes an accomplice, an accomplice uh-huh. as guilty as the perpetrators. The 10th Circuit Court Appeals ruled Friday. The finding overturns a previous ruling by a federal judge in Salt Lake City who found reason to believe Taylor's partner committed the murders. Mm-hmm. Delhi, yeah. So U.S. U.S. District Judge Tina Campbell ruled Taylor's trial lawyer, or ruled that Taylor's trial lawyer, failed him and ordered his conviction overturned. So they're saying that the lawyers, it's like basically his lawyers fault, yeah, or just saying that he failed him, like he didn't do what he he didn't do enough whatever, like he deserved that. But anyways, <clears throat> mm-hmm. okay. Taylor's attorney Brian. Pomerantz? Mm I don't know if I said (laughs) that right. (laughs) Sorry. Said the ruling means more hearings in federal court. What happened today was a loss for Mr. Taylor, the families of the victims in the state of Utah, because it means that the state will continue to litigate this case for years to come in hopes of executing a man who did not kill anyone, he said in a statement. Your face is like, bruh. <laughs> I'm
1: like, how do we know he didn't kill anybody? I know. Oh, wait, we don't. So...
0: And this is the one with the... So, like, Delhi is not getting... Delhi's not getting... He got second-degree murder, so he's not getting the death penalty. He's just getting life in prison. So, even though these... one person on the jury wanted it to be second. They didn't want it to be first. Yeah. They didn't want it to be first-degree murder. They wanted it to be second, and I don't understand why... It doesn't make any sense because they literally went in there, stayed, waited for
1: them to get there, and shot them.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: unless, so Deli, maybe Delly is the one who got told,
0: well, no. The way I understood, Deli's the one that was tying her up. Dele is the one that had Lene the whole time. And then, oh boy, Vaughn shot the grandma and the mom. This is what I'm, this is what I gathered Vaughn shot the mom and the grandma. Lene was held up by Deli. And then Delhi was like, shoot the dad. And then Vaughn hesitated. but, And then, so, Delhi was like, fine, I'll do it. And was like, pff, didn't it work. Click again. It was just a click. And then the third fire shot. That's how I understood it. But then again, it's like, that doesn't make sense. Why would he hesitate unless it was just too much for him because he just killed two people and he just realized maybe what he'd done I don't know but that's just what I gathered yeah that's how it that's how it played out in my head whenever I was researching and going over stuff and like looking at stuff okay that's just what I gathered okay Mm. so the Utah State Attorneys though applauded the decision saying Taylor participated up to his neck in the slangs. Oh, okay. Today's ruling puts Taylor back on the road to justice. Sadly, it does not end the case and permit Taylor's immediate execution. assist see he's supposed to be yeah. supposed to be on, you know, death row, or whatever. Yeah. Which people will sit on death
1: row oh, yeah. for oh yeah. Years. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, oh, well the longer I can fight this off or Extend my life I don't know I was thinking I was wondering If that rule If that ruling Was going to make it Where Delhi had to get The same Well there's still t- More to
0: it Charge Okay It's still a little bit To the article I don't know if it's going to answer What you're <laughs> You were about to say But I'm just like Well there's more So Okay We'll see And if not You can just tell us what <laughs> Okay You was going to say <laughs> So Assistant, I don't know this word, solicitor, solicitor, yes. General Andrew Peterson said in a statement Beth, which is the grandma, and Kay, which is the mom, hmm. their families have waited more than 30 years for justice. They should not have to wait any longer. Taylor doesn't deny that he and Edward Daly broke into a cabin in Oakley around Christmas time three decades ago. But his lawyers presented new ballistics, ballistic evidence, they say, shows that Daly fired the gun that killed Kay Tide and her her mother, Beth Potts, who is the grandma. Right. The pair also shot husband, Ralph Tide, but he survived being shot and doused with gasoline. Mm-hmm. The men then kidnapped the Tide's two daughters, ages 20 and 16, but were captured by police soon after. Taylor pleaded guilty to capital charges, and a jury sentenced him to death, and Delly went to trial, where he denied shooting anyone and got life in prison. Okay. Okay. Did that answer what you said? Yes, I, I was wondering. I was like, you said
1: that he decided to do the judge... Taylor, uh-huh. and then the other one to jury, when you do not opt to have a jury of your peers, when y- whatever happens is like what happens, period. Whatever the judge says is what's going to happen. You don't have anybody fighting for you, uh-huh. and sometimes that works for people, and a lot sometimes of sometimes it does A lot of
0: times it's they say it's best, you don't want to go to trial. Yeah. I'm constantly hearing like, you don't want to go to trial? Just yeah. Well, jury of your peers could be something
1: anything like especially in a small oh, yeah. town mm-hmm. like so yeah well it's like well you're the one who did it if you had done the I jury know. maybe you had been all right he might have
0: been and that's crazy
1: yeah or better off i guess not
0: on death row where you have to appeal it crazy well you would think that the family would never go back to that cabin after everything that happened right like you would think right. yeah but they did They actually decided to take the situation, which they felt, and see, when I first heard this, I was like, Oh, like, why would you, like, I couldn't do it.
1: Yeah.
0: And they actually decided, I just read that. They actually just, I just want to say it again. They actually decided (laughs) to take the situation, which they felt like, you know, they took their mom, they took their grandmother from them. And they didn't want them to be able to take that spot from them. Like, that's been, that was their family's getaway. Yeah. the pe- Their peace, their haven, you know. So they ended up redoing the cabin, making it even better than it was before. And Lene and Trisha like bringing their family and friends up there all the time. And they love going there still. It's a place for healing for them. And, I mean, I could understand that in a way, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's the, you know, the last place that... They saw them. Your mom and yeah. your grandma was, you know, before they were gone. And, you know, it could be healing if you changed it, you know. And, you know, to just take it back and make it yours in a different way. And sadly... This is sad. Oh, God. Sadly, though... Rolf was diagnosed with cancer and passed away in two thousand and nine. Oh no, he's been gone a while. Mm-hmm. He passed away the year we graduated high school. Yeah. Sad. Oh. But yeah, like after everything he'd been through, he, you know, he got cancer. N- it was sad. But he got more years. More years. Yep. Or eighteen with his I kids. Guess. Yeah. So as for the girls, they feel like they've moved on. They enjoy going to their cabin often, and they think that this experience has brought them clo- much closer yeah. together. You know, I couldn't imagine how different Christmas will be forever after that. Like, yeah. And We've, all
1: their family's gone now. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they have each other, but, oh.
0: Have their Uncle Randy and stuff. And... That's right, Uncle Randy. Uncle Randy. Uh, Uncle Randy. I forgot. Our Uncle Randy, key part of the Don't case. Yes, it. yes. And... Ignored,
1: thank God, so he didn't get killed so he could save the day.
0: hmm But, yeah, like, how different it is and, like, how you could just come back from such a traumatic event... Yeah. ...around something that's supposed to be a special moment with family and friends. Yeah. The holiday, Christmas. But, I mean, I, I think that... I think that the girls are really strong... Oh, yeah. And I I have a lot of respect for them. Oh, yeah. 100%. They've went through a lot, taken on a lot, and to be able to forgive and move on and then make the spot that used to be the best times growing up and then losing their mom and their grandma, same spot and taking it back. Like, no, they're not taking that from us. Yeah. That's... uh, Yeah, because I don't think I... I I don't want to be ever in a situation like that, but if I was, like, I would hope. It'd be
1: hard, for sure. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could go back. But good for them for not, you know, letting Mm -hmm. them take that from them, because... It would me, probably.
0: Yeah. Well. Well... That's the case for the day. Okay. I thought it was a good case. It is. Um, Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. Aren't they all? The poor dad. He made it like he survived. Shot in the face and then got cancer. Cancer's rude. I don't know why. Okay. I was like. I guess it's because I was talking. And I was like, "It's not there." <laughs> <laughs> well, if you just a, <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, ca- cases you want us to do, you can email us at a at gmail.com.
1: And we also have our Instagram where you will be able to see pictures of places, people, things, you know, all that jazz. And that's at a million murders. I don't know if I said it already. Oh,
0: the Instagram? I don't think so. Yeah. You, do. you okay. may have. We that bag, <laughs> We'll find you? out soon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a Facebook group, a million murders, of course. And... um. You can go on there. You can invite your friends, your family, um, share it. We haven't really done much. She (laughs) was going to
0: say (laughs) share it. Share
1: it. Share it and, you know, just we haven't really been updating a lot on there. Yeah, we haven't really. (laughs) But just know that it's there for discussions or whatever you want to do. You know, we're,
0: we're there. Thanks for tuning in.
1: And we hope you come back for...
0: A million
1: more!